we had to relearn it right then we recorded it and he's like this is trash and he chopped it up played it back for us and he goes this is how it should go go play it <laughs> it was like fuck this is fucking hard man <laughs> Welcome back to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David, and oh boy, today's a good one. I should say my friend is Aaron. Uh, He hosts the show with me, but this episode is my conversation uh, with Josh Raven, who's the vocalist, and Clay Word, who plays guitar in the band Doc Hammer. Uh, If you have not heard this band before, you're obviously about to on this episode. They've got a brand new EP that just came out on Friday. Uh, You should go check that out. We're going to talk about a couple songs from that EP on this episode, uh, as well as some of their influences. So as I said, if you haven't heard this band, you're going to love them. I, I think I tweeted a little while ago something along the lines of uh, Doc Hammer is the physical embodiment of It Rips, uh, as far as music is concerned. You put it on, and it's just a good time. That's that's what it is. That's that's how you sum it up. So, uh, obviously, we're going to get into some of those influences that they wanted to talk about, as well as some of their songs that we're going to talk about. Uh, again, the new EP is available now. Uh, my introduction to the band actually came a couple of years ago. Uh, with a single that they released. We talk about that a little bit. Um, I remember first putting it on and just going, holy crap, these guys are good. Uh, So I'm I'm excited for this episode. Before we get into it, go follow us on social media, at GrowingPunkPod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You'll find mine and Aaron's uh, personal Twitters and Instagrams linked there as well. Uh, Wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you rate, review, all that, you know, podcast jargon kind of stuff. Share the show with friends. When you listen to this and you realize that you might just have a new favorite band, make sure you share the episode and their music uh, with, with some of your friends. Help spread the word. And if you leave ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, Uh, I know you hear people say it all the time. It actually helps suggest the show to other people. So it kind of does the sharing for you in a roundabout way. Anyway, let's uh, not waste any more time. Let's get into this. This is my conversation with Josh and Clay discovering Doc Hammer. Fuck! Um, why don't you guys, real quick, I guess, just for 
the listener's ear, kind of introduce who you are and what you do in the band. So maybe real quickly, the listener can be like, okay, that's Clayton. That's Josh. I know what's up. All right. I'm, uh, I'm Josh. I am the singer, I guess. I don't really sing. I yell a lot. <laughs> I'm the, uh, I'm the, the guy without an instrument in the band. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Uh, I'm Clay, and I play the guitar. I'm second guitar, first guitar, in my heart. <laughs> there, that's that's great. Um, so yeah, real quick, I guess maybe we'll start with Josh. Uh, I like to go back kind of to the beginning. Do you remember the first band or song or album that introduced you to uh, punk and hardcore? Um, I used to listen to a lot of like shitty screamo back in the day, and. Uh, I tried to go to Tower Records in San Diego and tried to buy a Bleed the Dream album. Hmm. And the guy was like, hey, this band sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then um, he gave me a Static Age album. Right. And I started listening to that. And I kind of went nuts after that <laughs> and told him to give me everything he got. Because at that point, like every all the, like, the, the, the hardcore shit I listened to was uh, like, um, like Under Oath and that kind of stuff. Just very like cookie cutter right and then um that got me into like minor threat and black flag and fugazi and all that nice. shit and it got me like oh music can be whatever you want yeah yeah that's awesome what about uh what about you clay do you remember the first punk or hardcore band or record or whatever that introduced you um actually a kind of, there's two things i come from a really small town and you know uh, all we really had to listen to was the rock radio if yeah. you will and they'd play The Offspring all the time. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I remember I heard Total Immortal. I didn't know it was fucking punk music, man. And I, I, uh, Total Immortal uh, Offspring covered that AFI song. Right. And I was like, man, this song's sick. And <laughs> I had I had no idea. And then when I heard it, the A this is AFI's cover an Offspring? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way better than the other version. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I worked at a Dairy Queen. And I remember I was like uh, listening to like Blink-182 and I was probably like 15 or 16 years old. And the manager was like, dude, I'm going to let you borrow a CD. And he gave me a fear record. Mm -hmm. And I like went home and like got high and played video games and listened to it. Yeah. And I just remember I came back. I'm like, dude, this band is fucking cool. I didn't know you could like make music like this. Yeah. Uh, it was such a far side from the shit I was listening to at the time, you know. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, what about the band Doc Hammer itself? When did uh, when did that kind of come together? How did it come together? Did you guys know each other growing up, or how did you guys meet? I mean, pretty much, yeah. We met each other at my sister's house when I was 18. I was 17 or 18, and he was 19 or 20. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... We were in a band called Kodiak together where I played bass and he did the same lead guitar in his heart. <laughs> um, and then Kodiak broke up probably about six years ago and Doc Hammer started pretty much right after the bat. Uh, Clay wasn't in it at first. I was playing guitar and singing and doing like a half-ass job at both. Right. And uh, he taught me how to play guitar when I was 20. So he knew how to play all the parts I was writing. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was a really easy transition. We yeah. actually were talking about that today, how how he was like, I don't remember struggling with any songs. I was like, yeah, you taught me the things I use. <laughs> I'm like, I know all these tricks. <laughs> yeah, that's... Like shittier versions of my riffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. <laughs> that's funny. 
Oh man, that's too good. So uh, now, when when you switched to just vocals, did you just feel so much more free, or were you like, "What do I do with my hands"? Oh no, not at all. I felt I felt so free. I remember looking back at Clay like halfway through the first song because he joined like he'll play for a couple shows. We'll see how it goes. And mm-hmm. I look back at him. I was like, I'm not letting this guy right. not play. This. I don't ever want to play something again. I just want to yeah. be a front man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's get into, I got you guys to bring uh, some songs that influenced you uh, to get into, I don't, well, I guess I'm going to assume some of these anyways influenced you to get into music. And then maybe uh, if I'm reading this correctly, maybe some that kind of influenced the sound a little bit of Doc Hammer. Would that be a fair assumption to say that? Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's start with the first song and and I hope um, you, you can let me know. But I hope I don't blow your eardrums doing this because uh, <laughs> I didn't. We know, I'm terrible at checking levels beforehand, so we should be good. But uh, the first song, Clay, you brought it, and it's uh, going back a little bit. It's ACDC and Live Wire. So we'll listen to the song oh, and then we'll kind of, and then we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. So um, yeah, ACDC and Live Wire. Thank you. 
ACDCA. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Angus Young has maybe the best, like, simple, as it were, guitar tone of all time. Like, it's, it's just, so sick. It's it's just so good. And there's, like, nothing, there's nothing, like, this might sound bad, but there's nothing special about it, but it's, it's so perfect. I uh, heard that he travels with, like, 50 marshals. And they're, they're like, which one do you want to use tonight? Yeah. And it's just like a combination of shit. I'm like, that's crazy. It's wild. That song is uh, incredible. Yeah. I also like how, I don't know if you noticed this, but at the very beginning of the song, right before that second guitar comes in, I love how you can like hear it turn on. Like, I don't know if it's just like they start, like that's just where the tape started. And so it comes in like, you know, like the amp hiss or whatever. There's no yeah. trying to hide it. It's just all of a sudden it's there. Um, but so... Was this was this the song that introduced you to ACDC, or what was the reason you picked this song? Um, this isn't necessarily the song that introduced me to them because I had heard all of the big hits on uh, the radio and everything. Mm-hmm. My dad was um, part of one of those Record of the Month clubs or whatever, and he got not high voltage, but he got a. Uh, this live at like Atco radio station in England. So it was okay. just essentially uh, a live like variety show yeah. and they opened with this. And I just remember being like, holy shit. Uh, it just that intro, you could yeah. kind of feel the energy of the crowd through the record. And you, I mean, you could hear the chatter, but uh, bon Scott comes on and he starts talking to the crowd and I, I I was young, but I just remember cracking up with my dad and like, you couldn't understand anything that motherfucker is saying. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, you hear that bass start. Doom, 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 yeah. doom, doom, and he's like, ah, shabai, 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 shabai. and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this is sick though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think it was in Dave Grohl's biography. Um, this is a call that came out a number of years ago. So not the newest one that he just released. But uh, in it, there's biographies. This is well, so I get because I think I think technically the new one, a storyteller or whatever, would be an autobiography because I think he actually wrote this one or at least did some of the writing. Whereas this is a call. I don't remember who it was written by, but it came out a number of years ago. And in it, he talked about hearing ACDC for the first time and just being like, "I just want to go and turn my guitar amp up as loud as I can and just." like rock out right and like that's that is the basis for me anyways of acdc like that is what that band is all about like yeah angus you know had some had some you know he's he's a great guitar player but the riffs are all so simple and they all just feel so good <laughs> if that makes sense 100 percent. we tried our best to rip them off on the opening track <laughs> of our last ev <laughs> I, well, it's funny because so when when clay picked this one i was like oh now i can hear because that's what firewalker is the name of it right yeah that song yeah i was like because the first few times i listened to it i'm like yeah i can hear like it's got this obvious like classic rock influence and sound but i was like what specifically is it and then as soon as you know you mentioned this song and i put it on and i was like oh it's acdc like 100 percent. it's just like <laughs> It's a great like ACDC rock track, and uh, it is a little bit of you know like a a misdirection I think because it you know if if someone were to get themselves introduced to your music through that EP uh, that first song that comes on doesn't exactly paint 
an, a fully accurate picture of what your guys' sound is? Like, because it's a little more yeah. that song's that song's a little more tame, I think, than uh, where you guys kind of tend to go, uh, especially on that EP. But um, yeah, for sure, <laughs> if you if you love ACDC, definitely go listen to Firewalker off that EP. Um, the next song, uh, Josh, you picked this one, and you specifically said the video, the live version of this song. So I thought, well, instead of just listening to, you know, the studio yeah. version or whatever, we would we would watch this video because it is one of um for myself, like this video itself is one of my all time favorite things to watch. So uh it's this, best. Yeah, it's Fugazi and Waiting Room. Waiting room I'm sorry, you're um that video i absolutely love it like just the fact that like i mean obviously fugazi was known as a band that was you know they would stop their shows if people were moshing right they're like no that's not like we don't need to be doing this so just to see that video and everyone just 
freely dancing and not being crushed against the stage is kind of interesting. Crazy. I love every part of that thing. Like the energy, everyone yelling waiting room right before they play it and down to yeah. like uh, whoever's filming it, try to be artistic and filming the like, kid's shadow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love it all. That, that shit's amazing. I like when I first saw that, I didn't know how to play music yet. And yeah. I, and I was like, man, I want to be there. And then I yeah. started playing music with Clay, and I was like, I want to do that, actually. I want to be yeah. on the stage doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember the first time you heard Fugazi? Yeah, it was my senior year of high school. Um, it was that album, and it was it was right when I played a lot of high school basketball, and our season ended, and I wasn't going to play anymore. And so I was like, what is my life? <laughs> and so I uh, smoked a lot of weed and listened to a lot of good music, and that was a... Uh, that was one of the albums in rotation. It was good. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Fugazi for myself was kind of like a later discovery in life. They were one of those bands where I remember hearing their name get brought up time and time again, but I don't recall ever really listening to them until I was probably in my, I'd say mid to late twenties um, when I actually decided to check them out. And they're, they're such a phenomenal band. Um <laughs> Yeah, Clay, were you? Did you ever get into Fugazi? Are you a fan of them? Yeah, I mean, I'm into all the weird, <laughs> yeah, shit. I was gonna ask you guys, uh, what do you guys think that room smells like? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not good. <laughs> I don't. I bet there's a vibe in there, but like, oh man, guaranteed like no drugs. It just yeah. smells like feet. It smells like feet. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, there's no there's no air conditioning there. It's just muggy, and I think smelling like feet sounds about right. <laughs> uh, old band Kodiak, we our first show ever, we covered that song. Nice. My favorite Fugazi song is "I'm So Tired." Oddly enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, it's so relatable. It's right. just like you can hear the exhaustion in that fucking man's voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I've always liked about Waiting Room, the kind of like. I'm sure, I don't know if I've ever heard Ian say he did this intentionally, but the fact that, you know, like you have that awkward pause at the beginning of the song, you know, when it just drops out. Yeah. But then his, the fact that his first line is, I'm a patient boy. I wait, I wait, I wait. And you're like, yeah, you, you made us wait through an extra, you know, bar sort of before you brought the music back. What is this art? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Where do these guys get off? But, um, Yeah, no, that's that is one of my definitely an all time favorite song and that video as well. Like there are other obviously live videos of that song floating around on YouTube, but that's the one that I'm constantly drawn back to. Um, so I was I was pretty pumped when you specified you're like no, this one. I haven't made up my mind yet if I'm gonna fix the audio like in post when I put the show together, um, so that you know the listeners driving in their car isn't just like overblown by muddy muffled bass but uh we'll see a cassette tape audio yeah yeah. transferred to youtube it sounds amazing super high fidelity um let's get on to the next one which uh came from uh yeah clay you you sent this one in uh we you mentioned i think it was you that mentioned afi earlier so this is fitting it's the song uh the prayer position
always forget how good 90s AFI is. Woo! <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, the end of that song reminded me of Samurai, the refused video game band. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. I could hear that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, do you remember first getting into, into AFI? Um, yeah, I think I heard them on Tony Hawk or something. Maybe sure, like a yeah. comp I picked up. And I remember all my friends are getting into like Alkaline Trio, which mm-hmm. I got an appreciation for later in life. Um, yeah. But I just remember being like, fuck Alkaline Trio. I'd be like, <laughs> AFI is like the better version of Alkaline Trio. It's like it's heavier. Right. Uh, I just remember hearing that song in particular and being like, man, this is really dark and like still melodic and he's just like yelling his ass off and I hadn't yeah. really heard anything like it, you know? Yeah. I, uh, like I didn't buy an AFI album until Sing the Sorrow, I think was the first one. So that was like the one I kind of got into the most, but honestly, like when I go back and listen to AFI, anytime they've been brought up on the show, I'm always like hundred percent more drawn to the stuff that came before that. Like when they were just more straight up, you know, like a hardcore punk band sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's it's so good. I can remember being with friends at shows and uh you know, we'd be just seeing local bands or whatever and we joke around about how you could turn any song into an AFI song just by um that's that's wild. Can you see that? Huh? So yeah. this just says I, it just says a gift from Zoom running out of time. We've removed the 40 minute time limit on your group meeting. Sweet. Hey, you're welcome. So, bud. so, yeah, I was like, I was about welcome, to. Uh, welcome to uh, the sweet life, baby. Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, so going back to AFI, like when we we just be at local shows or whatever, and we joke around about how you could turn any AFI so, or any song into an AFI song just by throwing woes into the chorus. I mean, and so it was probably just like a, an asshole thing to do, but we'd just be standing at the back while some local band's playing and they'd hit the chorus. And after every line, we'd be, whoa, just like, that's not an asshole thing to do. That's you having fun at the show. Oh yeah. But they're probably like, I, I could imagine like if I was playing in a band and someone did that after every line in a song, I'd be like, shut up. Eh, fuck them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that band, uh, AFI, is a, a a very interesting creature. That band has been through so many different iterations, and for me, I know Josh. Uh, he listens to a podcast by, by this guy named Bill Simmons, and he's a sports guy, mm-hmm. and he has this thing, Apex Mountain. What is this particular player's Apex Mountain? His peak, uh, peak of his career, if you will. Yeah, and for yeah. me. AFI, it doesn't have an apex mountain, it has an apex plateau because Black Sails and Art of Drowning are on equal ground with me. And I think they both, it's like that. (laughs) But that's just my opinion. And their most successful shit is stuff that we hate. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask is like, where do you sit with uh, the stuff that would come later with AFI? I'm not a fan of pop music in general personally and i mean i think that's where they sit i've i've defended the fuck out of that but just like it's not for me but i understand those guys put in their time in the scene for so long and they have the ability to make music like that cash them checks dude you fucking put in your time and if you're enjoying playing the music i mean obviously they're doing far better than they were playing in sweaty rooms (laughs) That's it's just like not tea. my cup of tea because I don't like big pieces of shit in my tea. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's all right. Um, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to agree because anything I've attempted to listen to from AFI uh, over the number, like the years or whatever, I've just always kind of been couldn't really get into it past, you know, like, like I said, when I go back and listen to this stuff, which was the stuff that I didn't really know that well, I'm always like, oh, damn, this was a lot of fun to listen to. And then, you know, kind of what came after I had listened to them for a little bit, I'm always like, eh, I could do, I could do without it. But, um, plateau, bro. there you go. So let's move on then to the next song, which Josh, you brought this one. Uh, the band is hour of the wolf who I had never heard of before. So this was kind of fun. Yeah. And so the song is uh, spit it right back. Noticing a uh, common theme with the songs on this list, and that they all are absolutely like songs that you just, if you're listening in the car with each song, you turn the volume up a little bit more. <laughs> you, you know, you start at one level with ACDC, and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. And then the next song comes on, and you're like, oh shit, I got to turn it up. And before you know it, your your car stereo is at max, and your windows are rolled down, and your hair is blown in the wind, and it's you just you don't have a choice. You know, tell me a little bit about uh, Hour of the Wolf. I have no no clue about these guys so i was appreciative that you uh suggested them yeah sweet uh clay actually got me into them they're um the town that he graduated high school and they um they're from there hmm. uh 
I just love them because they're like it's heavy, heavy rock and roll. It's just like it's yeah. I love stuff in late fifties rock and roll, and that's they they kind of follow that template while still being heavy mm-hmm. and stay, put it right back in your fucking face. <laughs> I just <laughs> I loved it, and I love the like I like the guitar tones. I just like the whole feel of it. It's like party. It was like party hardcore, right? And that, I had just, it's it, I, as soon as Clay played, uh, showed me this band, I just got obsessed with them. And I think I was 21, 20, maybe. Yeah, and, that's that's fair. In listening to it, I'm like trying, I'm sitting there going, okay, who does this remind me of? Because there's something like there's a band that I want to just be like, oh, it, it reminds me of these guys, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe a little bit of, uh, like the flatliners, maybe in his voice or something. There's something there that's drawn me in, but um, that's pretty rad. That's uh, so. Did you graduate with the guys, Clay, or did they just happen to be from your town? They were just from uh, my town. I knew a couple of the guys from around the way. One of the mm-hmm. dudes um, that plays bass in this band lives in San Diego now, where we're from. Oh, sick. and he plays bass in a band with the dude that's recorded all of Doc Hammer's stuff. One of our good friends there. Uh, in a band called Negative Blast now. Okay, and amazing. Have Mario Rubicopolo playing drums for them, and they're fucking awesome. And this band's fucking awesome. I'm stoked that you haven't heard them yeah. because you get to go listen to all this rad shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, then it's one of my favorite things about doing uh, like this podcast form is getting you know other people to suggest music uh so you know and and getting to kind of experience and learn some new things can we talk about san diego for a minute though because that city that city is probably if not my favorite city that i've been to it's one of them uh i've got uh, a buddy who lives in southern california who i graduated high school with and we will every couple of years. Obviously, COVID interrupted this. The last trip was supposed to be in 2020, and that got that got shunted. But uh, we would meet every couple of years in San Diego for a weekend. And uh, so, what's what's the best taco shop in San Diego? Oh, tacos al gordo, los cuatro yeah. Tacos al gordo. I'm gonna my vote goes to that. Tacos al gordo. Is it downtown or where is it? They've been trying to build one downtown for years. There, it's in. Uh, what Chula Vista? Yeah, it's in South County. So they just have dudes in different lines, and each line is a different meat. Oh, so you walk that's up awesome. and you're like, I need three of these meats, and then next yeah. you're like, two meats of this type. <laughs> get, get back in line if you want like carnitas and then carnitas salad. You have to like get back in line. Oh, that's that's crazy. Um, it's, we went to we went out of last time I was there. We went out of our way because I had found a t-shirt in a thrift shop up here for, is it Lucha Libre tacos? Oh yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. I live so across we, the street from that place. Oh, right on. So, cause there's a couple locations though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I live in North park. Yeah. I have no idea what location it was. We went to, we just caught a lift and ended up out there after, I think it was after going to an emo night in, uh, at house of blues. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we, uh, yeah, man, like, Every time we go, we go to San Diego State basketball games, uh, which is a lot of fun. Are you a Kawhi Leonard fan? Uh, I mean, so yes, in the fact that I'm from Canada and right. cheered my ass off for the Raptors that the one year he was there. Right. I'm actually like, so basketball is like not my first sport, although I, like I love it. I've worked 
for I don't anymore, but I've worked for the university up here, like with their basketball program and stuff for like PA announcing and whatever. But um, so I was actually when I was first getting into the into basketball, it was mainly because of Steph Curry and the Warriors. So I watched an awful lot of Warriors basketball, and it coincided really well because. I'm a hockey fan at heart. And so like the, the team that I loved when the warriors were getting good, the team that I loved was getting shitty. So I was like, Oh, let's just swap. I'll watch the warriors instead of watching the Leafs and this will be good. Um, so that was fun. But yeah, when, when Leonard was with the Raptors, I for sure, even though they played the warriors in the finals, it's like, I don't care. The warriors have got their, you know, last couple. I yeah. want the Raptors to get one. So, um, you yeah. can say but, that about the warriors for the next exactly. 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, but as far as San Diego state, we, uh, there was like the first year we went, we, both times we went, it was like the last game of the regular season. Cause we always went in March and, uh, they played, who was it? Is New Mexico state? Is that a team? Yeah. Lobos. Yeah. yeah I think maybe that's who it was. Anyway, the, uh, they were, the, they were, the Aztecs were tied for first with them. And, uh, so it was like, whoever won that regular season game won like the regular season title or whatever. So we went, it was a lot of fun and San Diego state won, and, you know, like the confetti comes down and the fans storm the floor. I was like, this is, this is pretty wild for my first like NCAA experience. This is pretty fun. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. And we were like walking back to the train from, from the arena or whatever. And there's like guys in frat houses that are like looking down onto this pathway and they're like chucking beers down to people. They're all cheering and celebrating. I'm like, this is amazing. So, um, San Diego is long, like since, since that, that night specifically has been one of my, uh, one of my go-to places. I love it. And there's so much good beer there. So I, I envy, envy you guys in that regard, if you drink beer. So, um, yeah. Hey, we drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not not everyone who drinks likes beer, though, right? So, what are you, what are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a. Uh, I got I got packaged because I like the label Cool Kids Juicy IPA. Okay, yeah. Um, drinking is it, is it, weed. I'm drinking weed. Is uh is uh is it local? What you're drinking? I hope so. I don't know. I hope so. Probably not. It's Cali Craft Brewing. Okay. That sounds local. I mean, it's local to California, or at least in name. <laughs> Valleycraft local, Clay? Oh, God, it sounds like it. Just say it is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's local shit. They're right yeah. down the street. Right yeah, down yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember our friend Bob that runs yeah. it? Pick <laughs> up to Bob at Calicraft. <laughs> That's funny. We always we would stay at a hotel that was like maybe a block or two from modern times. Uh, oh, yeah. so we'd we'd end up in modern times all all the time but um i was gonna say did you say you bought that did you pick that one out because of the packaging is that what you said oh, absolutely this fucking oh, yeah. guy loves packaging yeah well this one the one i'm drinking i was like i can't help but like dude it's got buy that it, it's pretty <laughs> rad so it's a uh, it's called it's like sea change is probably my favorite local brewery that we have here um which i mean i don't understand why they have the word sea in their name when we're nowhere close to an ocean. Like, but uh, it's Man Crush Mandarin Ale. I mean, it's not my it's not my favorite beer, but the packaging is incredible. It's a that's a clever name. Yeah, well, it's a Mandarin orange that looks like a skull, so it's pretty badass. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Get back to the music, I guess. We got one more song that uh, Josh you brought, uh, which is by the Chariot, and it's the song first.
that <laughs> the first time I heard that song, I was like, "Yo, what the hell's going on here?" Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm in like a, an old like Western sort of thing going on here. And then it, just, I just love how, it, like, a obviously it changes completely changes direction midway through the song, and then as it like slowly builds adding elements and you think, okay, like this is fun. You know, you got the crack of the whip and whatever, and here we go. And then he starts screaming on top of it. And I'm just like, didn't see that coming at all. Uh, so the, the chariot, when did you, when did you first get into them? Uh, honestly, only a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, I, uh, I, I got super into, I always like listen to the chariot and listen to Norman, like old Norman Jean. Yeah. Mostly the chariot, all mostly it's like that David Del Haas video where he's running around that studio. Um, I didn't really listen to them that much other than that. And then uh, 68 came out and I got obsessed with 68 and I kind of went backwards and listened to a bunch of the other shit. Right. And uh, yeah, that song, I fucking love it. I love it that they're like, we're going to go this weird way and we're going to commit super hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> And uh, I actually played it. I was talking to Clay about these songs today, and we, uh, I played it for him. He and he hated it when the vocals came out at the end. I yeah. loved it. I was like, it, it tied it together. I was like, no, it's still the same song. It's not. It's not just another song tied onto the end. It's still the same song. Yeah, it's weird. I just, I just <laughs> love that. Like, hey, let's try this, but let's like do it, do it. Let's not yeah. pussyfoot it. Let's put. Let's dive in. Yeah, yeah. That that's. So, do you still hate it, Clay? I don't like it. <laughs> I like that song. I was today years old when I heard that shit. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is sick. When it starts, I'm like, this sounds like like kind of a typical chariot riff. It's all spastic. Yeah. But then I like the Western part. I'm like, this is wild. And it's uh those guys commit, you know, they're weird. And yeah. then he starts screaming and it takes me out of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in agreement uh, agreement with Josh where like what? When this, yeah, when the vocals come in, man, I'm just like it catches me off guard. And maybe like the first time I heard it, I kind of you know did like a a bit of a double take. But each time I've listened to it after that, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I agree that it like it kind of ties it all together. The Chariot is a band who, um, like I love for just how intense they feel. You know, like when they're you talk about like spastic and all this kind of stuff and but they just they feel so like the album that I listened to the most was Wars and Rumors of Wars. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, or is it just Rumors of Wars? Anyway, whatever. Um it like and just how intense and chaotic that album is. So this song, the fact that like it's it's chaos in its own way, that it goes from one thing to a complete shift and <laughs> and then bringing it all back together in the end. But uh yeah, man, they're they're a wild band. They are a wild band, and um, they they actually bring something to the table that I think I find with a lot of your guys' songs, and that's that, like the intensity that you know when listening to it. There's you guys in the same way are not holding anything back, you know, and uh, so I think that comes across. But unless you had anything else you wanted to say about the chariot, I think we can kind of get into some Doc Hammer songs. I'm good. All right. Well. So the first song that uh, you brought up came off your last EP, um, which is called Final Form. By the time this comes out, your new EP will be out. So, uh, yeah. What's what, just for my own sake and knowledge? What is the name of the new EP? Paradise. 
All right, listeners, go get Paradise right now. You can listen to it wherever wherever you stream music, I guess. But I thought we would, uh, because you have a video for this song, I thought we could watch it together. Or is that weird? Oh, shit, I didn't realize this was on here. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is the song you picked, right? Code? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I like, so, so before we listen to it, how are... What do you mean you 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 didn't know it was on here? On Hardcore Worldwide. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so then because it's also on your guys' YouTube page as well, right? Man, I don't fucking know. Is I wonder if this is this? I haven't compared them. I'm just wondering. I, if this my works. wife only lets me do the YouTube kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just I'm enjoying seeing what the other side sees on YouTube. <laughs> I appreciate that you're aware of YouTube kid YouTube kids. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I am curious because it does say on here official DIY version. I don't know what that means, but hey, so anyway. Neither do we. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, well, we'll experience it together, maybe. We Let's did see. it ourselves. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So Doc Hammer and Code. get into the song in a in a second i did have to ask uh okay first okay so anyone listening who hasn't seen the video you got to go watch it so you can understand what i'm talking about but first where did you get the track suits from because they're incredible 
the internet Adam, man. yeah Adam made on the internet <laughs> the, like now were the tracksuits bought for the video or did you have them for fun before that and just decided to wear them in the video we just wear them when we hang out and we figured <laughs> we'd incorporate them into the band i'm a little disappointed you're not wearing it now <laughs> i get that a lot <laughs> yeah uh and second i love the uh the timing of the confetti cannon to uh when you scream shots fired and i mean the <laughs> the uh suggestive ways that the uh that the confetti cannon is being used is also fantastic uh so let, let's get into the song though um okay first josh why why did you pick this song as one of the ones that uh was a great example of of doc hammer uh uh, partly because that music video just came out, but um, right. uh, another part of it, it's a, it's a song that we wrote over the pandemic, and um, it went through a lot of different versions, and it's kind of like a, uh, it's a cool, oh, it, it, it shows uh, the help of our producer, Alex Giacobelli, too. He, um, he chopped that song up a little bit for us, so we kind of had to relearn it. And then right, uh, shoot him straight, shoot him straight, shoot him straight. We kind of had to relearn it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely had to relearn. It. We had to relearn it right then. He yeah. recorded it, and he's like, "This is trash." And we're like, and he's like, "This is all out of order." And he's like, "Give me fifteen minutes." And he chopped oh, it up, played it back for us, and he goes, "This is how it should go. Go play it." <laughs> it was like, Fuck. and. It's fucking hard, man. <laughs> so what? What did he? What did he change around? He just like changed some sections orders. Right. He was like, I think we opened up with the verse riff, and it's just like a little like uh, hammery picking riff. And right. uh, I think that the double kicky part that the song opens with was maybe the second or third riff coming in, and he just right. he literally just put big chops in it and just sweat, and he was like. Now play it, monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all just kind of looking at each other like, fuck. I mean, we I, all things considered, that song is hard. You guys fucking yeah. nailed it. They fucking nailed it. So, like, it was, that was good shit. It goes. It goes for sure. Um, so what, uh, like, lyrically, what is this song covering? Originally, I wanted it to be about, like, a, a bank robbery. Like, just one certain night of a bank robbery. But, um, yeah. I tend to get too wordy and too specific in my lyrics, so no one can relate to them. It's just very odd, and no one knows what I'm, fuck, I'm talking about. So I, <laughs> I kind of took some lyrics out and broadened the whole spectrum, just made it about being a criminal. And uh, right, yeah. So it's it's not it's not a metaphor or anything. You're just making stories. Yeah, I mean, it's metaphor for life, man. And the yeah, man, and, we're all criminals. Yeah, we're <laughs> criminals, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, so in fairness, my introduction to the band was Terrorizer when you guys released that song. That song and deep. What's that? That song. That that song comparably to Code has a lot of meaning behind it. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's I guess where I was coming from and wondering like, is that uh, just something? that is a part of the band like lyrics are they are you always trying to convey a message or in this instance obviously clearly you're just you're like ah i have an idea i want to write a song about it so here we go 
Well, I, all, all of my songs are about partying. In <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think. Yeah, some of them, some of them mean a lot more than the other ones. Um, some of them, I have lyrics where I try to tell a story of something else. Some of them, it's something that's happening or something happening to us. Terrorizer, especially that. Um, I usually don't write lyrics <laughs> like that, and yeah. they help me out a lot with those lyrics, actually. And um, hmm. trying to make it uh, just instead of I usually is too general, kind of bland. I want to relate to everyone lyrics, but that uh, just with um the murder of george floyd and and the blm protest we wanted to make that song at least terrorizer specific about something like oh there is a line and we stand on a certain side of it um mm. so yeah one well, and, and i mean so when it comes to artwork for your albums because like obviously you've, you've got artwork for not just eps and albums but also singles and stuff do you do you kind of have is that something you guys are doing yourselves or do you go to someone is it someone different every time because the artwork for terrorizer that single was very obvious obviously tied to the song itself yeah uh, but stylistically very different from the artwork say for final form so is it something that you guys do on your own do you have somebody you go to or is it you're pulling from different things each time final form we hired a guy off of uh reddit that we saw that we <laughs> um neon devil that i drew i drew that artwork up and then um for the terrorizer single that was a picture i took at the uh, blm protests in downtown san diego hmm. and asked that gentleman if i could use that picture and he said yes and um yeah yeah of they that guy was yelling at a cop and the cop turned his camera on after <laughs> a sig- right. time of having it off but yeah, that's uh that was a picture that I took and then so I did the art with that. Um I take really, really long time I take a really, really long time to do all my artwork and so it's not conducive to have for deadlines and stuff. Yeah. So um so for uh the EP we went through a guy for that we found off Reddit and I really like that stuff. And then our drummer made the artwork for our upcoming EP. Nice, nice. Which again is out now. <laughs> yeah, now I mean now we <laughs> exactly uh let's move on speaking of that ep let's move on to uh a couple of the songs you shared off of it uh the first one we're going to talk about is it'll just be a couple weeks
<laughs> um, I like coming out of a song and laughing because Woo! vocally, the yes, the woos in that song just make me like smile every time. Yeah, especially that like that first one when it kind of comes out of nowhere. And there's, I don't know if it's like a. a a very like subtle reverb or delay or if it's just like the vocals feel incredibly dry when you're I don't know what it is but there's something about that first woo that I'm just like ha yeah <laughs> like every single time and it but there's something in the production that makes me also kind of go man I really like what that sounds like and I can't you know pinpoint it because it's just one of those I don't know if you have that with music where there's like little things in songs where you're just like that's what I love about this song is that little meowing or whatever on the guitar, right? Yeah, like something. Up. Yeah. So um, that song, why don't you tell us a little bit about it and why, uh, why you picked it? So Clay writes most of our songs going forward. He's a songwriting machine. Um, this song is one that I wrote that took me a long time. I wrote it about going insane during the first part of the like lockdown quarantine where it's, right. that's why it's called it's just it'll just be a couple weeks and they because yeah. you we kept doing it and um at that time my uh, roommate was selling mushrooms so i was just tripping balls for a good couple of months <laughs> <laughs> i went absolutely bonkers insane and um that's what that song is about clay took my vision i'm gonna talk this guy up a little bit clay took my vision for i'm not that good of a guitar player and he took my vision of what I wanted in the chorus and kind of just built, he was the, whatever he's playing. I still don't even, I can't even describe it. I don't know how to do it. And he, uh, he nailed it. And mm. it's, it's our most simple song of our new stuff. And he wrote such a complicated part behind it. Right. I'm pretty, I mean, it's, I'm pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> As he just like leans back in his chair. Yeah. I'm pretty amazing. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> it's another Monday guys. <laughs> Yeah. Little does he know it's Wednesday. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. Clay, because you didn't pick any of these songs, Clay. You're just like, I could talk about about any songs that you've written. So tell me a little bit about the thought process behind this song then and and the guitar that you that you wrote that that uh, Josh says was so complicated behind such a simple song. Um he just has that he had that initial riff that the song opens up with. So I knew that that was going to be the backbone. So I, I just tried to write. He, he mentioned that the song would change halfway through, like the franticness picks up literally at the halfway point. So I figured I could start like a more frantic guitar part from then on out. So like mm -hmm. the first half of it, it's a little more reserved and I'm playing chords. And then yeah. I go into this like frantic kind of, diminished minory manic sounding lead and it's hard to fucking play because my hands are small and i gotta stretch <laughs> uh, my favorite guitar parts and live sets are like okay and this part is just gonna be bass and drums for like five minutes and like sick <laughs> yeah i can i can relax <laughs> my hands a, a little, little bit. sip of beer yeah, <laughs> just hang out for a little bit. Look cool. Shoots a couple of these bangers out. Yeah. Finger, guns. <laughs> Finger guns. Yeah, get them going. <laughs> um, no, that's that's <laughs> that's that's fair. You, everyone needs a break, you know. Jeez. Everyone's gotta have a few minutes to just relax, have a beer, and throw out some finger guns. Somebody needed to say it. <laughs> I think we need to build that into every day. You know what I mean? If you're not doing that every day, 
You're doing something wrong. I've been pulling for intermissions in our 20 minute sets. Yeah. <laughs> we almost we almost had an intermission in this uh in this this interview and then zoom was like no fuck it keep going not today <laughs> yeah not today <laughs> now you gotta put you gotta power on through so we are we are almost done though we've only got one more song and uh it's my so, favorite of our new songs okay so then let's get into it it's uh it's called shut up richard <laughs>
way, how many uh, different guitar riffs are in that song? <laughs> as many as I can cram in. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a, this guy always tries to, when I first joined the band, he was like, look, if you're going to be in the band, the songs can't be insane, like complicated. Come <laughs> on. You're like, watch me. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's no, fun. it's. Yeah, it's well. I mean, it's fun to listen to, and and just the different changes, and some like just menacing like metal kind of licks in there that you just sound mean. <laughs> if that makes sense, if a guitar can sound mean, was, yeah, Josh. I was is, listening to a lot of uh, Incendiary when I wrote that. I think Josh's <laughs> vocals on that are fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so real quick before you get into it, the thing I do love about this song besides the whole package and just how much of a fucking banger it is, is that, you know, I can hear just like obviously different layers of uh, guitar stuff going on, which is fun. But then Josh, your vocals, just the different things that you're doing with it and how, you know, I mentioned earlier, like when I, when I listened to say a band like the chariot specifically in this playlist, as I went through it and just hearing like how they're balls to the wall, like from, you know the first stick hit or whatever like that's what it feels like on this song too and the fact like when you throw in kind of the like unhinged i guess almost like spoken lines here and there that um and you and you just keep saying you don't want to get your shit together (laughs) we can all agree with that i think yeah uh just about not growing up honestly what's what's crazy about this song is it's i uh I generally, because I come from a point of playing an instrument in a band, and then so I try to put a lyric over everything. And in this song, right. let each riff, each verse riff breathe for like a measure before I yeah. end. And so it gets it gets everyone kind of nodding to the to the riff, and then I hop in, and um, I'm going to be using that trick a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a, I feel like that adds a lot to this. Also, I try to rip yeah. off Phil Anselmo. <laughs> at one point very well but at one of the verses i think it sounds um, sweet that's the first thing i saw thought when i heard that part i was like damn that sounds like pantera dog <laughs> there you go and then not, not a racist kind of way though, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, well yeah that's fair that's a that's a good like um i guess a good caveat to put on that one no, a good yeah, asterisk okay. sounds like pantera you know without the racism I'm not with that guy yeah yeah (laughs) no that's that's good um well anyway like i i look forward to to listening to this record when it comes out uh obviously again it's already out guys go listen to it your favorite streaming service probably surpassed kanye by now (laughs) yeah exactly it is just flying up the charts Um, <laughs> you mean Machine Gun Kelly didn't do that? No. Oh, that son uh, of a bitch. That beautiful bastard. <laughs> that beautiful, that beautiful bastard. bastard. Oh man. No, this was this was a lot of fun though, guys. I was uh I'm glad that I mean that both of you came on. This uh yeah. this brought brought even more to the table because I got to ask questions like how many guitar riffs are in that song, man? Well, <laughs> question for you, sir. Yeah. Is yeah, dude, thanks for having us. This was fun. Is Rage Against the Machine a new metal oh. band? Oh, ah, uh, wow. Why are you asking this question? Um, a, I'll say, yeah. I'll say no. I'll say no because uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's like, a hard I, one. it is a hard one, but I feel like 
Are they just I mean, really good, but also new metal? Um, I mean, may, maybe. Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault someone for saying they are new metal because obviously they were right alongside a lot of those bands, right? But I think when, at least when I think about like rap, you know, vocals being infused with heavier music in the new metal world, I think you know, like obviously Limp Bizkit and like POD stuff like that, which feels to me a little different than Rage Against the Machine, um, but. I, I just think they're 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 too good, <laughs> and like I say that also saying like Wes Borland from Limp Bizkit has written some absolutely disgusting riffs, right? Like that guy has, has yeah, he's great. Uh, and then I mean that's the same hey, thing. So is like, fucking I, Weird Al, bro. What's that? So is Weird Al. He's really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, th- I thought you were calling Weird Al new metal for a second. I was like, excuse me. No, um, you haven't heard the new stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, but I was gonna say like I also like I love Deftones, and I would like say, yeah, they're like a new metal band. But you're going down a <laughs> rabbit hole here. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, we could like Deftones gets up. lumped in with Three Eleven. Why? Uh, see, but see, uh, three eleven. I was never a fan of. Oh, right, yeah. Um, Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, you am original or? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard people describe Deftones as like the Radiohead of new metal, and I'm like, okay, I think we can we can allow that. Um, I, yeah, uh, it's it, new metal. Such a funny thing because it's got like this for sure. It's got this stigma to it. I don't know why you asked the question. Cause <laughs> so it's polarizing. Just... Cause it's, cause it's sure. a crazy question. Cause everyone, when I ask that question, they go, no. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I is told him? Was... Zach De La Roca is a rapper. That's why it's not fucking, you know, yeah. cause he's a real rapper. Yeah. Right. I... Right. And, and I right. think just yeah. like, I'm sure there are bands in the new metal scene that did have like a mission or a message as a band. But like the fact that uh, obviously Rage wore that, wear that, I guess, because technically they're I I still have tickets to see Rage Against the Machine. They were supposed to come up here in I think it was April or May of 2020, and then it just keeps getting postponed. So I've I've had tickets to see Rage Against the Machine for like three years now. Um, but but I think like with because they had a you know a message or whatever that was so clear it maybe made them feel a little bit more like an important band, if that makes sense. And then like with Tom Morello's guitar style, like he was just such an innovator. There's just all these elements that I feel like. <laughs> I think your first, they're too good. is just fine. Yeah, yeah. That works. And I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. anybody that knows anything is like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I think you've asked the, is a hot dog a sandwich question of, <laughs> you know, like alternative music rock music yeah, yeah, is yeah. rage against the machine a new metal band i know that they would say hell no right what would like, they say i i think they would say we're rock yeah we're rock yeah but do you maybe, think maybe maybe even about a, it yeah maybe even a punk band like they might you know like Tom say something along we're those fucking lines. rock <laughs> you fucking you plebeian <laughs> we're art house rock Art house rock. <laughs> I'm like fucking oh, Tom man. Morello's here again, bumming <laughs> everybody out. <laughs> oh no! Now, now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna like spend the rest of the night thinking like, do I consider Rage Against the Machine a new metal band? You're just gonna dive into corn and Godsmack. 
Uh, and here's the, I mean, I guess this is the same thing about any genre or subgenre of music is there's definitely like tiers of bands. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, 100. I would say like, if you want to go listen to corn, I'd be like, yeah, they're pretty innovative, you know, of their own sort of thing. And then I'd, someone wants to go listen to Godsmack and I'd be like, yeah, no, thanks. You know, <laughs> like there's, <laughs> there's definitely like levels to, uh, I guess what they were, what they were I trying think to do. Lincoln park sits on the top of the, uh, new sure. metal. Sure. And it's funny cause forever I had a hard time even saying Lincoln park was new metal because for me, they kind of came a little bit after like yeah. those bands where when I think, when I think of new metal, I'm like, yeah, you know, like corn and limp biscuit and like that right in the late nineties. And then like Lincoln park for me, didn't really blow up until a couple of years later, but it's like, of course they were new metal. Like listen to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe they came yeah, off a no. little more serious as well for some reason. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like obviously in, in this has become even more of a, um, I guess a, a well-known point maybe, but like Chester's lyrics were, just like focusing a lot more on pretty dark. you know obviously mental health stuff inward just a lot more like kind of inward um sort of self what's the word i'm looking for i don't know about self-deprecation necessarily but just like taking a look at them at himself oh, sort of kind of i felt like every song that i hear i'm like this is like a dark diary yeah, yeah. This dude was definitely 100%. getting molested. Like, I'm about to break. <laughs> about to was break. Ne- I was about to call it Nemo metal, but that sounds oh, fucking shit. weird. <laughs> what would that be though, Nemo metal? Well, I was trying to combine combine new metal and emo, and I was like, wait, Nemo, that doesn't make any sense. That's underwater metal. Yeah, underwater metal. That's just keep sick. We we fucking coined that right here. So when this blows Nemo up, metal, yeah. The next after not this. Not the EP that, that is coming out that just came out, but the next Doc Hammer record is going to be a Nemo, Nemo metal. metal. We get a bunch of people that are confused at the show. This doesn't sound like fucking emo. <laughs> no, it's underwater metal. It's underwater new metal. Learn how to read. With, with like dark, sad lyrics. Yeah, okay? but it is pretty emotional. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's very emotional. <laughs> you know, it'll it'll just it'll be okay. Just just know that. So like, I'm just trying to figure out what you would do to make it sound like underwater metal all of your bubbles. i feel like in, what's that bubbles is that what you said yep. whale noises <laughs> every yeah every riff's got to have you know some kind of like oh, wet chorus sounding is that a whale yeah <laughs> just pull out the slide oh that's a sick riff what is what is that is that dolphins <laughs> this, this new record is fucking badass <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that's I'm looking now. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for that. Thanks for Cashing that. Cashing checks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other random questions about new metal bands or anything else? Who's the best words? Canadian basketball player of all time? Wow, Steve Nash. Easy, right? Hell yeah, yeah. Who's the second? Um, <laughs> who's the second? Uh, Maple Jordan. Jamal Murray. <laughs> I well yeah I don't see the thing is I don't follow like Steve Nash was good enough that he was like everybody knew who Steve Nash was in Canada like basketball's not obviously not big in Canada I think you it's have growing. a team and, an NBA team we have one team that's that's the funny thing right like is that it's like yeah it's legitimately Canada's team but Canada's massive right yeah, like that's... I have there's no way I'm going to a Raptors game because I got to fly several hours or drive two <laughs> days to get there right like it's the pretty, Grizzlies it's... are there for a second 
for a second. They were. Yeah. You said, yeah. You know, okay. Those uniforms yeah. were fucking awful. <laughs> awful or awesome, your choice. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's I polarizing cool. in itself, I'm sure. Were the Grizzlies uniforms good? Uh, some would say they were amazing. Some yeah. would say they were horrible. Subjective. <laughs> yeah. Like that uh, um, screaming part at the end of that fucking Chariot song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. God. Not a fan. I just uh, can't stop yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> well, now, see, you just got to listen to it enough times, and then you you'll learn to love it. That's how it that. works. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I've never listened to that song ever again. Or you just listen to the song, and right before the screaming starts, in the final like twenty oh, three seconds, you shut it I'll off. Make my own edit. <laughs> yeah, you fade it out or something, or, hey, or check just the like song out the that last I part. Edited. <laughs> it's like an eight minute Remix. loop of just the western part. <laughs> It doesn't even have the beginning part. <laughs> it's it just, just the western yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Man, this is the greatest song ever. I love this song part. Uh, this part coming up here. Listen, whip. Yeah. <laughs> He'll come back around every time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, oh no, maybe the whip happens before he's screaming. It does. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, for sure. I was like. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's very, okay. Very prominent whip. It is a very prominent. The first time I heard it, I was like, "They did it!" Like, there's no bones about. How could you not? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no like, there's no beating around the bush. What they're doing here, they are making west, you know, like a spaghetti (laughs) western sort of. Turn it up really loud. You can hear people go western. Did they say western? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay, this has been fun. Thanks, guys, for for hanging out and doing this and actually sitting awkwardly and, you know, listening to music while three guys are in different parts of the world, you know, staring at a computer screen and listening to songs. It was fun. That was fun. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Until next time. Say that again. uh, Clay spoke over you, so I couldn't hear you. (laughs) San Diego, hit us up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious when I'll be back the next time because I, 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 you know, it's always on my list going like, okay. When things settle down, got to plan that next San Diego trip because now I got to go. I got a new taco place to try. Oh man! I'm and every time I'm there, you hour of the wolf tacos. Yeah, 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 yeah. I say every time I'm there, I end up going to some kind of show at the House of Blues. Is where we always end up because we're just downtown. And uh, first year it was the Ataris, and they played uh, uh, "So Long Astoria" like cover to cover or whatever, which was fun. And then the last time we were there was nothing more. They were playing. I forget who opened for them, but that was a that was a wild fucking show. If you have you ever listened to those guys? Mm-hmm. Oh man, they're like speaking of new metal. They were like a, uh, <laughs> I guess maybe like a new metal revival sort of thing. And their show is absolutely. I don't know what it's like now, but then it was it was nuts. In the middle of it, their lead singer like gets up on this like robot arm looking thing that like. Sp- you know, lifts him up a good, like probably 10 feet, 10 to 15 feet, kind of like in the air. And he's playing this weird ass instrument. Like it's wild. You'd have to, (laughs) I don't know what's the, yeah. The problem (laughs) is I don't know what song it's in. So like, I'd be like, look him up on YouTube, watch a live video because they're there, but I couldn't tell you what song he does it in. So catalog of music and you'll hear. Yeah. They're a robot arm in the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I could. I, if I could remember the song, I'd just look it up right now and say, we can watch it together. But uh, um, I don't, and it would Do take way too long. Do you follow Catatonic Youths on uh, Instagram? Catatonic Youths? 
Is that what you said? Yeah. I do not. <laughs> get, get get on it. Uh, you're, you're welcome again. There's a thing that the guy said from the Ataris. Yeah. Man, he has a meltdown on stage and like totally just smashes his drummer. It's so fun. Oh, man. It's so and fun. It's, it's on that Instagram? It's just, it's an Instagram of like... Uh, yeah, I'm looking at yeah, it. Yeah, like, Corey Feldman. It's just yeah. crazy shit music stuff. Well, I'll follow it and then. Uh, you should oh, yeah. have a segment on your later. show, like like an hour or two. Give yourself like an hour or two to go through it. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. it's so crazy, man. So what you're saying is I'm not going to sleep tonight, not anytime uh, soon. If anyway. you look at that, Mm-mm. yeah. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. <laughs> All right, man. Well, speaking of sleep, I do need to run. It's getting a little late here, but. Um, yeah, this was this was good, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Awkwardly sit around listening to music together. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Party on, dude.